0: You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Hopefully, you all are having a great Tuesday. Big show coming up for you. First up, we'll be previewing the Clemson men's basketball game against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets coming up this Friday with Facts and Children's of 4th and 16 Sports. Next, we'll talk Clemson and the Super Bowl. A couple of former players played in the game, but only one came away with a ring. Last up, we'll talk Clemson football recruiting for 2022 and beyond. A couple of guys on Clemson's radar that are really starting to turn some heads. All of that coming up right here on Locked On Clemson. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop, when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson athletics. Review the show and leave a big old five-star rating for us if you'd be so kind. Let's get after it. The Tigers will be taking on the Yellow Jackets in Little John Coliseum this Friday, and my main man, Faxon Childress, is here to break down the game for us. Here's what he has to say about it.
1: What's going on, guys? It's Saxon Childress, co-host of 4th and 16 Sports with Ellis Holbert. I'm
0: coming on Lockdown Clemson today to do kind of
1: what I did last week for the Clemson versus North Carolina basketball game, except this time we're going to be game previewing the Clemson Tigers and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, which happens this Friday night in Little John Coliseum. Clemson and Georgia Tech have already faced off this season once, and that ended with a 20-point rout of the Tigers by Georgia Tech in the pavilion down in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into the reasons I personally believe Clemson lost, this game and why I think that a lot of the mistakes they made in this game are fixable and that just because Georgia Tech blew out Clemson the last time they played does not mean that they should be written off for, for this upcoming matchup. For starters, I'd like to talk about final score, which was 83-65. to 65. When you look at the pace Clemson has played at over the course of this year, the majority of their games end up with their opponents in the 50s or the 60s. So when you see an 80 spot on Clemson, that's uncommon, number one. And you look at this 83 for Georgia Tech, 31 for 54 from the field. which was 57%, and 16 for 27 from 3. This was a school record for a home game for them. They shot 60% from 3 on 27 attempts, which is just absolutely unheard of. As much as I'd like to sit here and say, okay, this is a mathematical anomaly, which it is, a lot of this was self-inflicted by the Tigers as they were giving elite shooters for Georgia Tech, like Jose Alvarado and Michael DeVoe, wide open shots on the perimeter all night long. Speaking of the backcourt tandem for the Yellow Jackets, Alvarado and DeVoe are probably the best backcourt in the entire ACC, if we're being objective. With Alvarado averaging close to 18 and DeVoe averaging close to 15, both shooting extremely efficiently from the field in three, this backcourt throws an absolute wrench at any team trying to guard them. All three of these guys can score from three levels, they can get inside, they can score from the mid-range, and they can knock down the three in an efficient clip. And they're also very good at moving around off the ball, cutting back door, and just making opponents' life difficult on defense. Clemson really struggled, even with a slightly injured Alvarado last game, to guard this backcourt. Alamir Dawes, Nick Honor, guys that are typically looked at as great defenders did not have great games on the defensive end due to some lazy mistakes. Um, I don't want to say lack of effort, but the effort was definitely not fully there for the Tigers last game against Georgia Tech. They weren't fully engaged like we've seen them in other games. And I think that's going to change this Friday, in all honesty. Clemson also has to do a better job of limiting Moses Wright, which is, I would argue, the second or third best player for the Yellow Jackets. He's averaging 17 points and seven boards. He can get up down on the floor. He can shoot the 17-footer. He can even step out to three and occasionally hit him. The guy is an all-around beast. He's one of the best frontcourt players in the conference. So this is really a three-headed snake of a Georgia Tech team led by DeVoe, Wright, and Alvarado. Other key players on the team would include Jordan Usher, Bubba Parnum, but this Georgia Tech team does only really play seven players consistently. So if Clemson is going to have success in this game, they're going to have to learn how to stop these guys because it's the only guys they're going to be seeing the whole game. Some keys to the game for me would be to try and control the pace. Uh, for the Tigers, which they typically do a pretty good job of playing in Little John Coliseum. We've seen in a lot of these recent games, um, specifically, Syracuse held them to 61. That was due to some ridiculous pace late in the game, really inflicted by Beheim pressing down 20. Um, Only gave up 50 to a really good North Carolina team, and only gave up 50 to a really good Louisville team. So Clemson's defensive effort, especially at home, has been there, and they have returned to form for the defensive team that we know that they are as of late. If Clemson can come out and set the tone early and often with the defensive energy and engagement, limit the three-pointers, and just the general amount of open shots. You can't give these guys open shots because they're going to make you pay. We saw that last time. Then I'm fully confident that Clemson will get their buckets on offense and score enough points to beat Georgia Tech. Even though Clemson got blown out by 20 against Georgia Tech, I personally feel like the Tigers did not have a terrible game offensively, especially when you look at, they had their best shooting game of the entire season. They shot 52% from the field and 50% from downtown in this game. And when you when you look at the percentages, they're not that far off from Georgia Tech, and you're like, okay so why did Clemson lose this game, and why were they only able to put up 65 points? 20 total turnovers in this game for the Tigers, as opposed to Georgia Tech's 10. That's 10 possessions, that extra possessions that were just thrown away from Clemson, and you can't do that against a team that can score in bunches like Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech came out in a half-court trap to start the last game, and it really gave Clemson some issues early on in the game. Um, let's see if the Tigers have a better press break for that, for that half-court trap action, and if they can do a better job protecting the ball, because the Tigers can protect the ball, I think this is a game they're going to end up winning. The Tigers have dropped three in a row to Josh Pasner and his Yellow Jacket squad, but I feel like this is the, the optimal bounce-back spot against a team like Georgia Tech. You're getting Georgia Tech coming off not the best form for them lately. They've lost a couple games. Clemson has two big wins in a row over UNC and Syracuse. They're playing in Little John Coliseum, and you know the last time I was on the show, I predicted that Clemson would win a close one against UNC. It ended up being a 13.1. So I'm going to go on the stance, and I'm going to say this is a close Win for the Clemson Tigers. I think this game will be played in the 60s to 70s. I feel like they're going to do a lot better job of controlling their pace. And if they can control the pace and not let Georgia Tech run out in transition and get a bunch of open shots on them, you're going to you're not going to see Georgia Tech shoot 60% from three on 27 attempts. That's not mathematical. That that's not you're not able to do that multiple times in a season unless you are your shot quality is just so good that you're going to knock down open shots. So if Clemson can just do a job of getting hands up on shooters and preventing wide open threes and layups, then this will be a lot better game for them on defense.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with Faxon. I think that this is a game that Clemson can win, but I do think Clemson will have a really hard time doing it. I think this is a game that Clemson will definitely have to play on, you know, all cylinders in this game. They can definitely lose to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a team that can beat Clemson and beat them handily. Uh, They've already done it once this season. As Faxon already said, they have one of the better backcourts in the ACC. If Clemson can hold these guys down, play great defense, as well as shooting pretty well from the court, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. But if they do not, do that. They come out lethargic, not ready to play, and cannot match intensity with Georgia Tech. This is a game that they can lose. It's hard to pick against the team that you're covering, but again, this is one of those things that can happen. If Clemson wins this game, though, I see it being a lower-scoring game. Clemson in the mid-60s, Georgia Tech could be the high 59s. I just don't see this team scoring in the high 70s. Uh, They haven't shot that consistently well this season, so I'm going to keep it down in the mid-60s, but I do think Clemson has an opportunity to do it if they come out and they play like their head's on fire. Keep this momentum going throughout the ACC and maybe make some noise. They've dropped down to 47, uh, so that's really good. Hopefully, they can keep this momentum going. Coming up in just a few seconds, though, we'll talk about Clemson football players in the Super Bowl. A couple of those guys didn't really have the greatest game in this one, but one came away with a ring. We'll talk about all that more right here on Locked On Clemson. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same every everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear, like the airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require any kind of membership or account log on. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about this box so that they know that we sent you. It may Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car would ever need, rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. Of course, we know that the Super Bowl is over. It was a very ugly game. The Buccaneers, 31-9 over the Kansas City Chiefs. I I don't know why anyone bet against Tom Brady. Anyway, there's a couple of Clemson players playing in this game on both sides. For the Kansas City Chiefs, you had Bashad Breeland, cornerback, Sammy Watkins, former receiver, and Dorian O'Daniel. These guys have all had a ring last season, winning it with Kansas City over San Francisco, but this season came up really short against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now you have Bradley Pinion, former punter at Clemson. All-time great, in my opinion. Ends up getting a ring with the Buccaneers. Uh, That pretty much assures Clemson second straight Super Bowl. They were going to get a ring. It didn't matter. Uh, But again, these guys didn't necessarily have great games. Let's talk about the guys over for the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, you only scored nine points offensively, which is strange because that offense was very, very good. Uh, One of the most potent offenses we've seen in the NFL in a while. they could couldn't get anything going in this game uh, and the defense was just embarrassed by Tom Brady and crew uh, again we'll talk about the defense right now because most of those guys had pretty bad game Dorian O'Daniel only had one tackle in this game so he was pretty much a non-factor but Bashad Breeland is a starter has been a longtime starter for the Chiefs and he had a <laughs> pretty terrible game actually a lot of times getting flags uh, for holding pass interference things like that and it's just not a very good look for the guy uh, but he's a very good cornerback and he was going up against some pretty stout receivers uh, for Tampa Bay. Plus Tom Brady always makes it difficult for everyone that plays against him. Uh, and then you also had on the offensive side of the ball, Sammy Watkins, he had been injured for a while. He's activated from injury. Uh, he only had one catch for 13 yards in this game. So again, largely quiet night for the Clemson tigers on the chiefs. Uh, Bradley pinion didn't really do a lot either. (laughs) He's a punter. So they were pretty successful in this game. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm excited about Clemson still getting Super Bowls. Clemson's had a lot of guys with rings in the past. Let's talk about that right now. We've had guys like David Treadwell. He had a Super Bowl win. Chris Gardaki had a Super Bowl win. Obed Ariri had one. Uh, former kickers, punters. We're looking forward to some other guys doing it, too. Um, you know, Dwayne Allen also had one, too, as a tight end for the Patriots with Tom Brady. So it, it, it almost feels like if you're on a team with Tom Brady, you're going to win a championship. Right. But we're looking for some other guys to get a chance at a Super Bowl now. There's still guys out there uh, that are recent Clemson alums that we would love to see get a championship. Talking about guys like Deshaun Watson. Of course, we don't know where he's going to end up this offseason. A lot of people are making a lot of ballyhoo about that. Seems like the Texans don't want to talk to anyone about Deshaun Watson. And if he stays there, there is no championship for him. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Guy like DeAndre Hopkins out in Arizona will. We'll see what happens. They, they, they've got a lot of things they've got to work on defensively before they can actually compete for Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll see what's happening there. The guy who had the best chance of getting to the Super Bowl this season, uh, not on the Chiefs, would have been B.J. Goodson. He's a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns now. He could have gotten there had they beaten the Chiefs. Uh, and in all honesty, they should have beaten the Chiefs. The Packers had a chance to beat the Bucs. So <laughs> this could have looked drastically different. But uh, you know, some other guys that we love to see there. Too. Uh The other guys and other teams really don't have Very much of an opportunity. Tyler Shatley's on the Jags. He's not, they're not getting to the Super Bowl, even with Trevor Lawrence. That's not happening. Uh, Shaq Lawson's playing with Miami right now. Uh, Miami's resurgent. They're getting better, but I just don't see them getting to the Super Bowl in the next five, six years, unless Deshaun Watson goes there and they really build that team around him. But if he goes somewhere, obviously, you know, they've got to get rid of a lot of people and give up a lot of picks to be able to get Deshaun Watson. So again, I don't see Shaq Lawson getting to the Super Bowl. BJ Goodson has a really good chance. Depends on what happens with the Browns. If the Browns can keep the momentum of what they did this season, uh, Kevin Stefanski came in and was a revelation for this uh, organization. He has a good shot of doing it. Now, was this a flash in the pan season for the Browns? I don't know. They they are rarely good. So who knows if they'll actually make it back that far again. But uh, the Browns have a chance. You still have Grady Jarrett and a guy like A.J. Terrell for Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has a lot of work before they can be competitive again. They're, they're the most Jekyll and Hyde team in NFL, not named the Cleveland Browns. So (laughs) we'll see what happens there. And then also uh, we've got still Bradley Pinion playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady already said he's coming back. So if Tom Brady comes back again, there's a chance that Bradley Pinion could get too. Now, I don't know what happens with them. They're already talking about Bruce Arians saying that he could step away and give the job to uh, one of his staff members, uh, which would be a good job. Todd Bowles would be the guy that would be stepping up in that spot. And I like Todd Bowles. I think he got handed a bad hand up in L'Pen, you could absolutely make it back. If they still have Gronk and A B and Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones and Mike Evans and Chris Guy winning, oh, man, and that defense, too. Uh, there, there's a really good chance that they could make it back and he could get two rings. So I'm excited, proud for those guys. We love to see Clemson players being successful. I know it's a it's a hard loss for the guys over for the Chiefs, but you won it last year and it is what it is. You 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 have a chance to get back again with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're never out of this thing. So good luck to those those guys. Coming up in just a few seconds though, we will be talking about recruiting for the Clemson football program going forward. A lot of guys that I'm excited about that are on Clemson's radar. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few seconds, but before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. If you're looking for a few more wins and you need the lines for any sport, there's only one place that has you cover and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, final segment of the Lockdown Clemson podcast is here. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting now. Clemson's going to be getting back on the road soon, talking to these recruits. It's been a very strange year when it comes to recruiting because there's a lot of guys who are doing this differently. Of course, Dabo had uh, never met Andrew Mukuba, safety out of Texas. He actually committed without ever meeting Dabo. So that's just kind of the, the way things are these days with COVID. Hopefully, he can get back on the road and actually get some one on one time with these kids. But I'm excited about some of them coming up right now. We'll talk. about a few of these guys that I think are really going to give Clemson some looks soon, maybe can really fill some voids for the Tigers, and some other guys that are just exciting to talk about. We'll start with the offensive line. We just got a five-star offensive tackle out of Miami, Florida, Julian Armella. He's coming in and looking at Clemson seriously. He already has them in a top four. Uh, He is rated the number one offensive tackle in the upcoming class, so that's a pretty big deal. He's one of those highly rated guys, rated as high as number six overall in rivals, he is the best player in the state of Florida right now. He's got some other teams looking at him as well, Alabama, LSU, Miami, Ohio State, Florida State, and Florida. Florida State's a pretty big deal because his dad actually played at Florida State in the 90s. Uh, they've already said that that's not going to be a big thing in his decision. He's not going to go wherever his dad went. So that could help Clemson out a lot. And Clemson has some spots along the offensive line, specifically at the tackle position. We've had two guys leave for the NFL, and you know they're going to need some help with that spot, especially when you have a big-time quarterback in D.J. Uyunga Lele. You need somebody to protect them, and these guys can come in and really contribute. So, Clemson's also uh, proven that if you're a young player, you get in there and you work, you can absolutely play. Uh, so, I'm excited about this kid. He does have Clemson on his radar. Clemson also struck gold with Adam Randall, receiver out of Myrtle Beach High School. 6'3", 198, already getting comparisons to a guy like T. Higgins and Kevin Youngblood. I know you guys remember that guy. It, it, it's that's a big deal to get a guy that's in-state talent, especially at the wide receiver position. We don't want to see any of those guys go to South Carolina. For a while, Clemson was not really getting the in-state receivers. At the same time, Clemson didn't have to because the state of South Carolina wasn't necessarily producing some big-time receivers or players in general. They could also recruit all around the country, but now Clemson going back home helps them out a lot, getting those young guys like Adam Randall. I really like him. I think he's going to fit in into this offense. Again, his size is going to have him be right in line with the Justin Rosses and the T. Higgins and the Joe Joes and all those guys. It it's really good to keep getting more receivers, especially with DJ. You want to have talent going forward with this guy. I have seen some of this film too. He's sneaky fast. This guy is very athletic as well. I think he's going to come to Clemson and really fit in. He was one of those guys that said, Hey, you know, I'm ready to commit. And he did. So super excited about that guy. Let's talk running backs. Now Clemson has a couple of guys that I'm really excited about. I don't know that we'll get them. We'll have to see what happens with this depth chart. If anybody ends up leaving, they got to make room for these guys. But Manuel Henderson obviously is the top of the list. He's out of Alabama. Right now, he has offers some Alabama and Auburn. I don't know that Clemson's offered him yet. Four-star player, 6'1", 185 pounds. He reminds me a lot of Zach Brooks, former Clemson running back. I think if this guy comes in here, he'll be a great player, great addition for the Tigers. You also have a couple other guys, Keith Adams and Trevor Etienne, two guys that are kind of legacy players for the Tigers. Keith Adams' father played at Clemson as a linebacker. He was a monster. And Trevor Etienne is the younger brother of Travis Etienne, and they look exactly the same. I mean, they're the same same size, 5'10", 200 uh, out of Jennings. I don't know that he's as fast as Travis, but he can definitely play some ball. Watch his film if you get a chance to do that. Uh, it'd be great to get a kid like that. Normally, Clemson doesn't really good, do a good job of getting siblings. Uh, we had a chance to get uh, Ngata brothers. Didn't work out. Hopefully, we can get Mateo, DJ's brother. Uh, but normally, again, Clemson doesn't do a very good job of getting the younger brothers because they want to go on and make their own path as well. So kind of hard to blame them. Then we'll also talk about the quarterback position. This is one that I've been keeping my eye on because, again, I, we have to figure out what's going to go on behind DJ either this season and going forward because Clemson will, you know, they might have to look at the transfer portal or something when it comes to the quarterback position if anything changes uh, abruptly. But you've got a couple of guys Ty Simpson, Cade Klubnik, and Braden Davis. I already talked about Ty Simpson and Braden Davis a little bit. I, I thought that we have a better chance with Ty Simpson than Braden Davis. But Cade Klubnik, kid out of Westlake in Texas, that is a big time high school to play. Play uh, football at. And we know how Texas football is. 6'2, 178 has offers from places like Arizona State, Auburn, Georgia, North Carolina, Texas. He's that good. Clemson can get a guy like Kate Klubnick. You know, I think they'll be in good hands going forward. Same for Ty Simpson and Braden Davis. I think Ty Simpson actually might be more of the X factor. He has some pretty good offers as well Alabama, Clemson, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas AM. This kid's going to be successful wherever he goes. He's out of Tennessee. Um, I'm looking forward to getting this recruiting going for the Tigers. We'll know more about this as spring goes on. Right now, coaches are kind of in their uh, own element trying to get this spring thing going down. It's going to look very different than it has before because we still don't know exactly where we are with everything. But once they get it down, Pat, I imagine we'll start seeing some more recruits coming in and committing to the Tigers very soon. Excited about that. With that said, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Follow me on Twitter at EllisTolver, E L L I S -S 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 T O L B E R T for more conversation. I'd love to have you. And as always, subscribe to the Locked On Clemson Podcast. That way you can get the episodes when they drop as they drop. Don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. As always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. I'll catch you tomorrow right here on Locked On Clemson.